Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. So today, I want to talk about being on autopilot. I have met a lot of people who said that they feel like their life was on autopilot. They can't uh, control their emotions, their thoughts. They feel like everything around them is just going so quickly. They're overthinking. Let's talk about it today, okay? I want to talk about what self-awareness is, why it's important, how can you better your self-awareness and practice mindfulness, and really, let's just get our head around this, all right? So get ready. Let's lock in. It's time to go. You're listening to the Evolving Daily Podcast, where we use the power of vulnerability and authenticity to inspire personal growth and transformation. It's all about being 1% better. Join me on that journey. They tell me that I'm never going to make it. They want me to do something that can make sense. They hate when I keep dreaming I'll be famous. So for most people, the chaos and noise that is happening around them and like within their own minds feels like that's all there is. They live in like a, a state of reactivity, feeling like they're being pushed and pulled by like thoughts and emotions that they experience. They feel like they're controlled by like a voice in their head that worries about everything that can go wrong. <laughs> it criticizes them for everything they do wrong and then feels guilty or angry about everything that went wrong. That little voice interprets like every situation instantaneously and, and we don't question it, just like we don't question our breathing and it happens pretty unconsciously. So... Then we feel and we act based off of that voice interpretation, right? The truth is that everyone has that voice in their head. Like me, myself, I have a voice in my head. I call him Big E. <laughs> there's Big E and then there's me. And I'll explain that later. But he uh, has an opinion on everything. He will have an opinion on everything. And his opinion probably happens as quickly as like less than a, a 0.0000 millisecond. Okay. It's like some people's voices are nicer than others. Mine can be nice sometimes uh, and, you know, very critical at others. But everyone has a voice inside of them or many voices inside of them that tend to be dysfunctional, you know. But you have to understand that that voice is not who you are. So think about this. If you've ever argued with yourself or over something that you've ever noticed. um, Well, wait a minute. Okay. If you ever argue with yourself over something or you've ever noticed that you're thinking about something that's ridiculous or like you've ever talked yourself out of something or you've talked to yourself in your mind, basically, you know, that there's two of you. There's more than just you. Right. So there's this there's the one that does the thinking, the feeling and the reacting. And then there's the one that's aware of those thoughts, emotions and reactions. The one that is aware, that's you. You are the awareness. You are the presence that witnesses the voice, but you're not the voice itself. That's extremely important to understand, right? Some of you listening may like already understand that. You like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, of course, Edward, but some people don't. There's a voice inside of you, right? You know that you are the voice that's listening is aware, and we're going to name the other voice from now on as someone else. So that other voice, let's name, you think of a name. Like I gave mine big E, but you're going to give them a name because that's not you like that. He, she's not you. You're not them. Um, You can consider like maybe an alter ego, but this alter ego is more one that controls all the other alter egos. I guess you could say like this voice in your head is the alpha dog. Like this is the one that thinks the quickest is the loudest. Like that's that's what we're talking about. All right. So when you start on a path of trying to build self-awareness, you start by observing what that inner voice is doing and thinking that big dog, that big E. When you become more and more aware of what is going on unconsciously and what that big E, what that big dog, what that voice inside of you is thinking and doing, the unconscious, like, 
area is where they do all their work. So beneath the surface of your awareness, you become conscious. You wake up from the dream, and that process for developing this kind of awareness is called mindfulness. I don't know if that went over anyone's head. I feel like I explained it kind of weird. But basically what I'm saying is like when you become more aware of what's going on underneath, it's like you're pulling the curtains. And like that practice in itself is mindfulness, all right? Until you develop your self-awareness and your mindfulness, you're likely going to live a life on autopilot. That's exactly why you're living on autopilot is because you have not yet just mastered and practice mindfulness and self-awareness and you feel like you have little control of your thoughts, your emotions, or your life. And until you get back in the driver's seat of, you know, your being and who you are, until you take that control back from your your inner person, your big E, you have no fighting chance of doing of changing a damn thing. You know, I'm just gonna be honest. You have no fighting chance of changing a damn thing. So that's what I want to help you with, okay? So all right, let's start here. Simply just developing their self-awareness is the key that unlocks all your power. And that is the power to like direct your own inner voice, choose better feeling emotions, and making better decisions. The first step for anyone is to start by listening to this voice more often and really as often as you can. Pay really close attention to the thoughts that repeat. Um, try to be the observer, the top, like the real person in charge of what's happening inside your mind, both on the surface and in the depths. And when you begin to practice this, you'll be able to recognize a couple things. So what you'll start to see is that even more clearly, you'll see what the present you is doing. Like if you're behaving in a certain way that is not in alignment or is in alignment with your goals and values, you'll notice when you're smiling, even when you're actually sad, you'll, uh, you'll notice like when you say you're fine, but when you're really not, you may even notice when you are having like negative thoughts about yourself and it causes you to feel like insecure, all those things will come up and you'll start to notice it much more often, right? I want to talk about it couple key things on how to get here. One of the biggest things that you're going to have to realize is that the present moment is is literally what holds the key. The present moment is what holds the key. Think about this for a minute. You only can feel free, peaceful, content, safe right now. Like you only can feel those things right now. This now moment is all that exists. And this is that that now moment is where all the power resides at, right? So the things we dream of and the things that we fear are truly nothing but like a figment of, a figment of our imagination. There's no future in which like we experience an emotion. When we do experience like that dream or situation that we fear, it's not inside the future that we feel it. It's the now, the moment in the now that we actually feel it, right? So when you think about the future, you can have positive or it can have positive or negative consequences. When you dream about a future, you can experience joy. It makes you feel better. However, when you worry about something in the future that can like cause you fear or pain, uh, it makes you kind of suffer in that moment, you know? And the key to understanding um, the future is that whenever you think about it, you're going to experience whatever you expect that future moment to be in the now, right? Like whatever you're thinking about the future and you're expecting to feel a certain way, you don't feel it then because that the future doesn't exist. Now only exists, right? And this also applies to the past. Like when you think about it, there's no such thing really as like the quote unquote past. Like by definition, it means everything has happened previously. So that means it's not happening now and it never will. But yet we can re-experience something in the past by just thinking about it, right? So just as with the future, this can be bad or good. 
And if we remember times like when we suffered, we relive, we relive that suffering. Um, and if we recall positive things that happen, like in our memories of like happiness, we get to relive that happiness. So then the trick in that is to learn how to purposely recall memories or uh, imagine futures in a way that makes us feel good, not bad. Right. And if you ask yourself, when can you do that? You only can do it now. <laughs> right. So I want to apply this to two types of situations. There's imaginary suffering and then there's realistic suffering. And we're just going to talk about suffering in a way of like, how can you become more aware of in situations like that? Right. So imaginary suffering is when you go to the future of your imagination, you cause yourself suffering. What that looks like is essentially like that. That moment of like time travel is literally what is literally the cause of anxiety. Like if you think about your own life, when you feel anxious about something, isn't it usually something that's in the future rather than something that's happening right now? Right. (laughs) I mean, think about it. Like when you think about something that is making you anxious, it's not happening right now. It's happening. It's you're thinking it's going to happen. Okay. And there's two ways you can look at this. There's two ways that. Thinking about the future can cause anxiety and suffering. One, when you think about the future in a way of like, oh, I can't wait to get this new car I've been dreaming about, or um, I can just imagine what it'll be like when I find my perfect husband or my perfect wife, or like, I can't wait until I hit uh, you know X amount of fingers in my business. Like, while all these things can be good, like, could you feel good in the moment right now? It can most definitely backfire. Like, for the untrained mind, which refers to most of us, (laughs) it's really hard to not think about something in the future that we want without like honing in and realizing we don't have it right now. And when that happens, it leaves us feeling lacking, impatient, disappointed, or sometimes even worse. Like we feel worse than we felt before just by harboring on what's supposed to be like something that's positive and it quickly turns into a negative because we don't have it, right? Then there's number two, when we imagine negative things, um, we fear what could happen in the future, and then we experience worry, anxiety because of what's uncertain to us. We also experience the emotional turmoil that we believe something can happen and what we fear comes true now as if it were already real and it's not. Like Worrying about the future truly can cause unnecessary suffering. So it's good to be aware of things that may come up so that we can plan for and how to deal with them. Right. Okay. Let me reset that. So I'm not saying that we can't think about the future at all. It's it's good to be aware of what can come up in the future so we can like plan on how to avoid or deal with them. But more we're thinking about and worrying about the future beyond what we can actually control and what we can actually deal with, we're literally wasting our now moment and we end up feeling bad for no reason. Like it's a waste of energy. Then there's real suffering. Uh, there are circumstances like in an actual experience you can find yourself in at the moment which is causing you suffering, like you've broken your leg or you're trapped in quicksand, which most people aren't, but you get what I mean, or you're being mistreated or abused by someone. In these cases, you'll be free from the suffering once you've actually healed or you've been rescued or the person goes away or stops, you know, but there's another layer of that suffering that happens within our thoughts because of judgment, the thoughts that we're thinking about the situation. So in that moment, we're like judging the situation as bad And we often project the suffering into the future as well, expecting it to continue. These thoughts literally add to our suffering. Like in these real life situations, we may not be able to do something about about it that can make it stop. 
but we can do something about the thoughts that are making the experience worse. Like, have you ever heard someone saying, oh, you're so dramatic, like you're magnetizing this is much worse. You're magnetizing the situation much worse than what it actually is. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's literally what you're doing. You're making it so much worse. Like your your thoughts are just going on a on a tangent almost in a way. Um, but you can bring awareness to that in the present moment. When, like when you look at the pain, like the fear or the hurt uh, that's happening, while also paying attention to like how your body feels, um, rather than allowing your mind to judge the experience and like conjure <laughs> much more things uh, to fear up, like in the future. It just makes it so much better. Overall, you know, this is me just giving those examples to say, like, you know, becoming aware in the present moment allows you to, like, minimize the suffering that you experience in those different kinds of moments. You know, one thing that kind of helped me really slow down the way I think, especially when it comes to, like, anxiety or thinking about the unknown. I want to give you some some things that I did to practice mindfulness that helped me kind of catch myself in the moment. Right. So. Whenever I start thinking about something that makes me, whether it be imaginary suffering or like real life suffering, I close my eyes and I start breathing in very, very deeply. So there's two types, there's like not two types of breathing, but the proper way to breathe, like if you think about how you're breathing right now, or is your chest moving up and down or is your stomach moving up and down? Like true deep breathing, your stomach is, is going to be moving in and out. If your chest is moving, that means you're like, that's a short breath. Breathe in deeply. So what I do is I breathe in deeply. I feel my stomach go in and out. And I do that for about 10 seconds, right? Then I slow down and I think about what it is that I'm hearing around me. Like, what am I, I'm sitting here or I'm standing or I'm doing, what do I hear around me? What are the sounds that I can hear physically around me? All right, do this with me. Close your eyes and just stop for a second. Other than my voice, what can you hear around you right now? Is it cars? Is it your air condition? Is it TV playing in the background? Is it road noise? Is it, I don't know, food cooking? Is it something? What is it that you hear? Right? Think about that. Now, what do you smell? What is it that you can smell? Is it your your own self? Is it your your perfume? Is it food cooking in the kitchen? Is it your car? Is it your workspace? What are you smelling? Think about what you're smelling. The next thing, what do you see? Now, obviously your eyes are closed, so you probably see darkness. But if you open your eyes for a second, just look around you, just name a couple objects that are just in your vicinity. What colors are they? What's the texture? What do they look like? What kind of patterns do they have? Right? Now I ask myself, what do I taste? What am I tasting in my mouth? Right now I'm tasting residue from Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> but what are you tasting right now? What do you taste? Rub your tongue on the top of your, your mouth. What does it feel? What did you just eat last? Then I slowed and I feel, what am I feeling? Is it a steering wheel? 
if you're sitting down, grab something next to you, feel it. What does it feel like? Right? I call this practice that I do just me resensing my five senses, I guess you could say. Right? So I practice this in the moment that I feel, whether it's overwhelmed, whether it's anxious, whether it's angry, whether it's sad. In this moment, I slow down. I breathe deeply and I hone in on my senses, right? After I do that, I think to myself and I ask myself, okay, is there a better way that I can look at this situation that I'm in right now that will make me feel better? Or what what do I prefer to think about instead, right? After doing this, obviously, you know, I'm going to answer my question to myself. And then this is a perfect moment that you can start telling yourself your positive affirmations if you created any. Like me, myself, like I tell myself, I am worthy. Um, I am beautiful. Like whatever it is in the moment, I have different affirmations that I say that I want to share. But, you know, whatever you do that you affirm, read those affirmations to yourself, right? And the reason this works is because we slow down uh, our thought processes and it gives us a moment to actually just kind of take in what's going on and redirect our thoughts from what they're doing. Let me give you another example. Think about a train. You've got a train that's running full speed ahead, right? If a train is running full speed ahead, you can't just, like if you place a giant wall, I guess you could say like in front of it, you're going to cause a a giant wreck, right? You can't just stop a full train, a full speed ahead train just by putting something hard in front of it you're just going to cause a mess you're going to do the same thing with your emotions in a way like when you slow it down it becomes easier to control and then eventually stop you know like if there's a train that's going full speed ahead you may want to like i don't know i don't know what they do to stop a train but you get the example (laughs) you get what i mean like you gotta slow it down and then gain control in a way and you know There's different exercises. You can Google them. I won't go over all of them. There's different things that, you know, I teach my clients that are ways that you can practice mindfulness. I won't go into detail about that. But essentially, there are ways where you can practice mindfulness that are really good in moments like this when you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you just don't have any control of your thoughts and feelings and they just they take control. That's how you take control back. One, become self-aware that they exist. And then two practice mindfulness to slow your thoughts down and regain control. I hope this was helpful. This is definitely just, this is the vibe here in Evolving Daily. We're going to talk about things that are, you know, real life, what's going on in our minds, in our life, in, you know, in our business, in our relationships. And I want to give like ways that I know that have helped me um, in dealing with those things. And, you know, hopefully they can help you. And you know, I'm just, I'm just so excited to have you guys here. And, you know, I really appreciate you listening. Uh, Leave me your thoughts uh, in the reviews below. If you're listening on, you know, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whichever, please don't forget to leave a a rating if this episode was nice, uh, if this was helpful. uh, DM me on Instagram. (laughs) Let me know your thoughts uh, at Evolving Daily Podcasts. Um, Or you can, you know, my personal line as well. I'm, I'm open. You guys can reach me anywhere you want. You know, at Edward Dozart. I am at Edward Dozart on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts. But um, I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good one, guys. When I keep
Dreaming I'll be famous But I don't give a fuck, I'ma keep